Welcome to the Ether. Today is Friday, May 13th, 2022. Today on the Ether, Cosmos Spaces for the Lunatics. Let's take a listen. Welcome, everybody. What's up, Jacob? Fan? I'm good about you. I'm hanging in there, man. You know. Yeah. You already know. Just got back from work, actually. So, just cracked, cracked open a, what do I got here? A Twisted Tea. You like those Twisted Teas? Twisties? A little bit, not much though. <laughs> yeah. I haven't had one in a long time, so. Oh my god, I love twisted teas, dude. I love them. I'm gonna see if uh, Finn wants to speak. I just request a request a mic. So, are you old enough, bro? You know, I- I'm doing good. I I feel bad though, obviously, for the other folks that lost a ton more with uh, the whole Luna thing, but I'm, I mean, I'm doing good. I'm doing all right. It's just money. You know, eventually you get to make it back up no matter how long it takes. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to stress. Yeah. I'm not going to stress over it. One thing I was thinking about, what if USG got even bigger and that happened when like the old 20,000 Bitcoin and more and stuff and something like that happened. So, could have been way worse. This should this shit could have got a lot worse, Jacob. You know, let's yeah, let's just say, let's just say the, Luna was at a thousand or two thousand. It, it could have got a lot worse. You know. Yeah. Let's see Luna become like the the second. Like let's say Luna overtake Ethereum at one point, and that happened at that time. It would have been. <laughs> it would have been way 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 worse. But you know the Luna community, the lunatics. They have such a beautiful, big, big, a big community, like family, like brothers and sisters, you know, and that's all that fucking matters at the end of the day, that you guys have such a great community to stick together, you know, work something out. Eventually, all this stuff will just just pass over. You know, it's it's money. Again, it's just fucking money. Like you guys can rebuild your 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 wealth. It'll take time, but you can always rebuild it. It's never worth it's never worth the life. I keep repeating that on Twitter. It's just so important, though. Hey, Tricky, what's up? Welcome, Tricky. What up, guys? How's the Friday going? Oh, my gosh, man. Such a beautiful day outside, dude. And working second shift just kind of sucks a little bit because you don't get to enjoy it. But I got to get out of work a little bit early to just catch the, the sunset. Man, it was it was nice. It was beautiful. Hell yeah. Time, time to touch some grass, as they'd say. Oh, God. Speaking about grass, my grass is super <laughs> long, dude. I'm one of those guys that just hates cutting grass. I hate cutting my grass. 
Gots to do it. Oh, yeah. Here, over here, you got to do it, like, almost every fucking week. It grows so fast. You get a lot of rain and, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. California over here. You got to... You guys burn your grass Got to take the whole weekend to do this thing. You guys burn your grass over there. Yeah, we just burn it. (laughs) It's 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 actually about to start being fire season, too. Oh, no shit. Yeah. There was already the first fire down in Southern California. It kind of burnt some homes down. Not not too big though, but the world is a crazy place. You know, there's always chaos going on, but there's always places you can go and hang out with friends and get your minds off things, and you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just just hang out. It's it's kind of crazy, um, tricky because during a shitty market when it's just like red all the time. Um, you kind of just, you kind of almost like take a break from crypto and you're able to like, you're able to dollar cost average in and just relax, you know, buy the dips, but not really like when, when it's a bull market, bro, like every, when everything's crazy, all you want to do is wake up and go, go on Twitter, go on Telegram and just, just talk to people. What's the new thing? What's going on? Did you guys do this? You guys do that. So during the bear markets, you can just sit back, set your fucking Coinbase to auto, basically auto like buy your coin that you want or you can just just take a whole break and not even worry about it you know what i'm saying yeah you know you know maybe it's a good time for a little pause you know and not really looking at things and just taking it making it simple you know i'm not making things over complicated and make them add more stress with money and making right decisions with investments and all that stuff yeah, because it does get it does get it does get like hard and it wears you out over time just worrying about the markets all the damn time, you know. So I I'm looking forward to this like sideways action where I can just kind of unplug for a little bit. Still, obviously, going to be doing spaces. I mean, we can't stop doing those, but at the same time, not having to worry about crypto every freaking minute of your life. Yeah, dude. One thing that really helped me out in the last couple of months is uh, restake because, like, I stopped looking at things as much because that was doing all the all the work for me. So, like, that's definitely like taking like that kind of like you know that stress because you're always looking at that number: is it going up or is it going down or what's going on? Um, but yeah, so sometimes it's just nice to just not even look at that stuff, not even worry. Um, and if there's anybody out there that wants to come up and talk. Ask, ask me questions, speak your mind, let us know how you're feeling, vent, um, anything, you know, feel free to request the mic and come hang out with us. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's an open discussion, anyone's welcome to come up here and talk and just chill out and vent if you want to vent, fuck it, like whatever you guys want to do, this space is for the, for the lunatics. Hey, Tricky, you say about the restake, is it is it live for Ledger? It says it is if you use a CLI. Oh, that's too much work. I think, yeah, exactly. So it just depends. But uh, they, they're another working on it, making it uh, accessible for Ledger users because there's a lot of people that use Ledgers that would love to use Restake. How you guys doing? Plays in Desperado. I'm bad, so y'all got to follow me back. <laughs> What? what? You change your you change your Twitter account? 
Yeah. Oh, wait. This is a whole new Twitter. Yeah, you're right. Yo, I got banned, like, literally. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody was talking crap and got mad when I decided to say something back and start, like, I guess reporting me or whatever. <laughs> but I got to restart all over again. I don't care. That just means I'm going to come back harder. So, you know, follow me back. I ain't going to get this one banned, though. <laughs> you better not, dude. What's going on, Mayor? What's up? you bro hey it's been a wild crazy week that's for sure um but uh definitely hear what you guys are saying every, every once in a while it's good to uh to take a break and rethink things and you know these bear markets are what you know helps you to reevaluate what's really important in life you know crypto is not everything and um dollar cost average like we were saying there's been a lot of good spaces today. A lot of people talking about, you know, what's the future of Terra and where's it going and all that stuff. Um, I think I see Connor. You you were hosting a big group earlier with uh, Secret. You know, Secret Network was talking a lot about, you know, trying to to help out the community. Um, it's like, you know, the Terra community was our our neighbors. You know, and someone used the analogy of like an earthquake. It's like they experience a massive, massive earthquake, you know, and, and they were our neighbors. And so we just want to, we want to support, support them, you know, that's, yeah, that's man. what, that's you what neighbor, it. that's what neighbors do. You know, you help yeah, people we're out. like, we're, we're literally like family here. Um, the, the lunatics were family to us. They are family to us. So when, when they went through this really horrible time, it, it hurt everybody. It affected all of us. Yeah. And you know? it, it it's a massive ecosystem. There's several different dApps. There's several NFT communities. And, you know, we if they want to rebuild, rebuild from the what's left over, I'm, I'll help them rebuild, man. And if they, if, if different branches want to branch off, I mean, I, I was listening to, uh, I think some of the loop finance guys, they were in that, they were in that space that, uh, they was being held earlier. You know, they're talking about, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the dApps that were up and running, like, you know, they're, they got to find a place to, to get back up, you know? So it's, it's going to be interesting. You know, there, there's going to be lots of, you know, not everyone's going to be able to stay in the same place for sure. But like I said, you know, it, it's, it's all about, I, I just, you see some of the posts from a lot of the other chains, just trying to kick people when they're down, man. It's just so wrong. You know, it's just, it just shows that some people just enjoy seeing other people, down you know and it's like if, if this happened to solana or something like that you know i know people make fun of solana it goes down all the time but this is this is different you know when when a when a top 10 chain goes from the top 10 that just gets attacked and gets completely wiped out that that's different than a chain going down for like a half a day yeah bro i'd like to get to connor he's got his hand up yeah what's up Connor? Sorry, guys. Of course, I muted my mic right after uh, you guys passed it to me. So sorry about that. Uh, I just wanted to say, like, first of all, like, as a lunatic, really appreciate everything that's coming from out of the Cosmos ecosystem. Uh, Y'all have been, like, so welcoming, obviously, and just, like, uh, friendly to everyone here. I mean, like, I, so I helped co-host, I think, the secret spaces earlier you guys are referencing, uh, where the Loop Finance guys were there. So if you do want context on what they're thinking, I'm happy to share some of that as well, because I talked to them last night, too. Um, but like 
Well, we've talked to Juno, we've talked to the secret folks, you know, we've got this, uh, we're having, I'm talking to some of the Osmosis folks, but having a spaces again on Sunday, talking with more of that community. And it, it's been just been really wonderful to see how supportive everyone is, uh, how welcoming. Uh, I, I've seen plenty of like Terra builders who have been frustrated, but, you know, like the other chains within Cosmos are saying, hey, like, come here, we'll welcome you. Uh, we've got, you know, grant funds that'll help. Um, get you reset up. And it makes me really optimistic about the future of the space to see the interoperability come into play and people being very supportive of builders and, and trying to grow the community and, and bring it across chain, uh, which is something where I think we were very close to, to kind of like realizing that vision in a lot of ways. Um, and, and I think this is obviously a setback for, for the Luna community and the Terra community, but um, I, I really believe that the, the builders who are here and super talented from that space are gonna stick around, hoping they'll bring some like the great UI UX around. And, and yeah, thank you all for, for opening up the space for folks to talk about it and uh, for welcoming everyone in. Thank you, Connor. Yeah, this is a, this is a space for the lunatics and um, you know, we're, we're gonna keep it a nice safe space to talk and conversate and hopefully have some good discussions later tonight. Um, Antonio or Antonio, what's up? Hey man, what's up? Uh, I'm just finishing uh, my my job uh, for today. It's weekend, so we really got a smash this week. But I, I think it, it's part of the market, sadly. And hope everyone is is doing okay. Uh, it was really stressful for everyone, but we are here. We are here to stay. We have to understand to take profits profits when we can. It's difficult sometimes to let it go, the coins you hodl and the projects you love, but it's a part of the, of the learnings. So uh, we are here, we are, uh, we are together, and we are gonna make it, guys, for sure. Uh, hope you have a nice weekend, every one of you, and thanks for the mic. Thank you, Antonio, for stopping by. Yeah, it's been a hard week, very, very difficult week, but I think um, I think a lot of good things are going to come out of this. We're going to build, we're going to build stronger. We're going to build a community stronger, and um, I can see this. I can see this going places in a positive direction. I, I'm curious. Uh... Have you guys talked to any of like the the dev teams on Terra yet, or is that kind of something that's still in process or, or waiting to see? No, I personally have not. Um, not sure if Tricky or Mayor has Tricky. I know we reached out to the Lube team and they said they were already talking to Jack and Core One and, and the Juno uh, team. So, you know, I know that there's there's people actively working to communicate and get organized. Um, some sort of effort, whether it's to get, you know, dev funds together, whether it's to, you know, you know, plan B for you know, everything that's going on to start something new um, or just finding a home for wherever these devs need to go in these projects, because there's a lot of, like you said, a lot of good projects um, and work and, and code that is already out there that can be used for, for, um, for other projects that can be continued on. So, you know, as, as much as like, this is like the end of a chapter, you know, it's still the beginning of the next, you know, like not all this, this good stuff that's, that was created is gone. Um, it just has to find maybe a new home and a new way to do it. But, you know, there's still uh, the rest of the story to be told. 
And Tricky, I saw you pinned Larry's tweet. Um, he and I were talking in DM about this earlier, but you know there are some protocols that were like highly reliant on UST and either are going to have to find a way to bridge that over to using you know Shade or something else, which I, I frankly don't know if they could do, uh, or maybe they're going to stick with any like Terra V2 that comes out if something could work there. But a lot of these protocols were not reliant on UST. Um, have like wonderful UI, wonderful UX, um, great smart contract interactions. And, and I think there's a, a huge opportunity for that to, to spread across the Cosmos ecosystem. And I'll say something that I'm hoping for is, you know, we talk a lot about being cross-chain, but let's see more projects that are actually operating across multiple chains uh, and are less reliant on a single chain. Like a lot of these projects were reliant on Terra because those are the projects that are going to survive and thrive long-term. And we've seen this week that, uh, you know, no matter how big you're growing, it can all go to zero uh, and, and like maybe not as quickly uh, for a lot of other chains as, you know, what happened with Terra because of the way the tokenomics uh, worked and the function with the UST Luna Burn mechanism and, and how much it inflated uh, this week. But, you know, there are so many uh, chains that have, have been there in the past and have, have died, whether it's, you know, in the bear market 2018, 2019. Uh, or, or other times just from different circumstances. Uh, and resiliency is absolutely a trait that we need to develop and, and that can happen by being cross-chain. Yeah, you're right. Like the, a lot of these apps were exclusively on Terra, but they can be built on any chain and bring you know, just as much value, if not more, being able to leverage multiple chains and multiple assets, like you said. You know, so I think that you know, a little bit of this does rely on you know, some of the interchain security um, and more features coming to the hub. Um, but yeah, there's there's still so much that can that can live on and that can be used and so much talent too that was cultivated over there, you know, that's still ready to, to make things happen. I've also heard that uh, some apps and, pro and, and teams are looking at, do we create our own uh, specific L1 Cosmos? Like I know Kujira has been talking about like, hey, creating their own chain. I'm, I haven't looked into the details around that. Um, but I know there's a lot of other folks who may be thinking about either, you know, bridging over to Adam or, you know, Juno or whatever else might be. And, and then I think there's just a broader option within the ecosystem to continue to build out like specific chains. You know, if secret is the privacy chain, uh, you know, like, do we need a, a chain specific to loop? Like maybe they're going to end up building their own thing. Like I doubt it. I expect they'll, they'll end up somewhere else, but, but there are other options and there are a ton of great dApps at building out there. So thanks you all for, you know, providing a space for people to talk about it and, and you know, it, it's a really shitty week. Uh, I don't want to downplay that, but you know, I'm excited about the future of this. And and I I think one of the really inspiring things out of the, all of this has just been how the communities come together and the so many builders who even after like a really terrible week are saying, hey, you know, like I still want to build here. I I'm not I'm not leaving. Hey, hey, Connor, quick question. I see. Are are you involved in some podcasting too? Uh, yes, I am. Okay. I, I do a couple of podcasts. Yeah, and, and you're more involved with the Secret Network, or uh, actually, not so much. I, I'm I'm from the Terra community. Uh, okay. I just partnered with Secret today to, to launch so that um, that space. spaces. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just wanted to say, like, um, I know a lot of, or me personally, I feel that a lot of the other chains are gonna, a lot of the non Cosmos chains are gonna take try to take advantage of this and i i got 100%. i got into a, i i found myself defending 
um, Tara, a couple times because I saw one of the very high, high up um, podcasters from Ethereum called called this a Ponzi, and um, you know, it, and it it it's a podcast that I listen to and, and I like them, and 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 I and I got on there. I said, whoa, 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 wait a second. Number one, that is incorrect. Um, this was not a Ponzi. It, the, the term Ponzi intends that there was malice or intent to deceive. And, um, you know, the white paper clearly showed the dynamics between the two coins. The white paper clearly said that um, Luna could is dependent um, on, on, the, on the growth of UST. So if people did their homework, they, they knew what they were getting into. This was an algorithmic stablecoin ecosystem that grew way too fast. And so I, I'm going to try to defend. I, I just I just want to get when I, whenever I see people misleading or people from other chains misleading and say, oh, that was a Ponzi and blah, 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 and all that. Like I, I'm me personally, I'm going to say, wait a second, that is incorrect. This was an attack on a level one blockchain that everyone who was involved with the chain, I mean, not everyone, but most people knew what they were getting into. Most people knew the yield on anchor at 19% was not going to stay 19%. They'd already passed, they already passed a proposal that it was going to be a dynamic yield and it was going to change. So, you know, for people to go around saying, oh, Anchor was the, the heart, the, the center of the Ponzi scheme, it's, I, I just shut that down right there and say that is incorrect. I mean, g- good for you. Uh, I'll say I don't know how long everyone here, in, here has been around in crypto, but bear markets turn into PVP really quickly. You know, I'm, I'm hoping we're not going to see that within the cosmos because of interoperability, because of alliances that have been built here. And really, you need to think about them as like strategic alliances. But uh, a lot of chains do die. Um, a lot of chains died in 2018. Um, a lot died in 2019. There's ones that die in, uh, you know, positive markets. And if we are going to see a, a bear market here for a while, which given macroeconomic conditions seems fairly likely, um, we're going to continue to see folks from other communities who, who you know, only want to see capital accrue to, to their chain. And with ETH in particular, they're so big, they've been so successful, uh, you know, their community is, is just so big that there, there is a crew that is a little toxic, just like there is in almost every community. Um, but in particular, I think because a lot of folks were kind of lifting tear up as like, oh, it's going to, you know, be this ETH killer, uh, just like, you know, folks lift up AVAX and, and other chains uh, to that kind of like status sometimes. Um, there's a lot of resentment around that and that's human nature and we have to remember that. But to your point, I think it's very important that we make clear like, hey, we were trying to do something really uh, important, which is that, you know, decentralized money, decentralized finance needs to not be based in something that can't be controlled by a central bank, which is what UST was trying to do. And, you know, we can fault uh, the Terraform Labs team for how they collateralized or different decisions they've made. I think that's like super fair and, and something that's, you know, absolutely there's gonna be a ton of retrospectives in the coming weeks. There already have been some, uh, but I, I agree with you. I don't think it was malintent, which is, is what would like rise level of Ponzi. It was an attempt to do something really different and innovative that, um, you know, has been tried before with, you know, Iron Finance and, they, and other chains, but they've tried it in a different form here. It obviously didn't work. Uh, but this space is, is, I hate to say it, but it's, it's a really challenging one. Um, and I hope that we'll see something where we do get that decentralized money in the future. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It, it's the crypto space in general is very competitive. 
And yes, it's like you're saying in a bear market, um, things get very, a lot more competitive and people will try to, um, talent snatch people from other chains. And, um, it's, it's like you said, yeah, a, a truly decentralized stable coin is never been done before. And it, yeah, there were weaknesses in the collateralization and like all, all the lessons that have been learned have been you know, hopefully can be learned. But, you know, like, like I said, I, I just feel like whenever I see that kind of FUD or misinformation, I'm, I'm going to try, it, it, you know, the hard part is, you know, and I feel like everyone in here, like if you're, if you're into crypto and you know a little bit about stable coins, like for me, I was last year, beginning of this year, I was new, new to stable coins. I didn't know the difference between a, a collateralized stable coin and an algorithmic stable coin, stable coin. There's a big difference. And, after being in this space for so long, you kind of learn that. But for people on the outside or for people who are in the NFTs and aren't really into the DeFi, they don't understand it. And so when they see it, it's like, oh, that was a big pot, they, they just kind of group everything together. And, and even for people outside of crypto, it's just such a bad image. So it's just like, I would like to just encourage people, like if, if you know a little bit more about it, stable coins, and you see that type of FUD or that type of just misinformation to try to just, you know, to educate. Yeah, just to educate and just say no. It was in the white paper. Everyone knew most, you know, 80% of the people that were involved knew there were risks. And, and, and it's something here at Cosmos Spaces we try to say all the time. Crypto is extremely, extremely risky. Don't put in anything that you don't think you can, you can lose. And you know what? You can lose everything. You can lose everything. This is unreg unregulated territory. And you know, it happens. So I think we just have to remind people that also. I, I think you're totally right. Um, I do think there are a couple of reasons we're seeing particularly challenging uh, responses to this and why there is like so much exposure from some people. One is that Terra did do a really good job of creating easy on-ramps, uh, something that like uh, someone in the space said this earlier, but like, hey, even even my grandmother could set up an Alice Finance account if I like showed her how. Like. This, this could be something that she can understand and use. And so I think there are some folks who maybe got into it who uh, aren't as deep in crypto and don't have a deep understanding and, and did get really wrecked. Um, and I feel incredibly bad for those folks who, who didn't understand the risks. Uh, the secondary part of that is just like how fast everything happened with this massive attack and um, causing it to spiral so quickly out of control. Like I'll, I'll say that like I did not Maybe it's a failure of my own imagination, but I, I didn't see that happening as fast as it did. I thought there would be more time to get funds out. You know, maybe I'm going to big loss, but it's not going to be hundred percent. Like I'm not going to completely lose what I have staked. So like there, there are some failures of risk management on my, on, I'll say like my side, that's, and I think plenty of other folks will admit to that as well. Um, and then I think the final thing that we haven't really talked about that is important to acknowledge is as much as I like respect Oquan and think he's like incredibly intelligent, he is also a bit of an asshole, right? Particularly on Twitter. The, the man is not afraid of being a troll. He's not afraid of starting a fight, making a big bet that, uh, you know, clearly seems to have gone wrong and, and like drawing a lot of attention. And that rubs a lot of people the wrong way, particularly in like a tribal environment uh, like crypto can be sometimes where we insulate in these communities. Um, and to bring it back to the, the, the Cosmos ecosystem, I think that's one of the most important things about Cosmos is getting away from that tribalism and saying, hey, no, we're, we're building alliances cross-chain. We're gonna work together. 
uh, and actually build for the future. And to me, that that's what really gets me excited is like, let's leverage this, the technical strengths of all these different um, uh, development teams, these chains, uh, and let's also build these communities to a point where we can do something great together instead of tearing each other down. Um, but I guess that's all to say like, yes, we should educate, but I also, I do have some understanding of the folks who, who are frustrated or who want to say, I told you so. Yeah, I agree. I agree definitely because it's, I, I think I heard someone else use this analogy and it might've been in that space earlier today. It was like, you know, um, you know, Doe built like a, a $30 billion house and he left the, you know, TF, Terror, Terror, Terror Guard, TF, TFL, and uh, the guard, it's like they left the front door open and Doe was out on the front lawn taunting people to try to break into the house. Yeah, you know? exactly. So, I mean, it's a good analogy. It's like, hey, we, we have $30 billion in the house. We're going to leave the front door open. We're going to do everything. You know, we're going to show how much Bitcoin we have in our wallet, you know, to help collateralize our, you know, $17 billion stable coin. And oh, by the way, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to taunt you to try to come in and break into our house. And guess what? You know, it happened. And they were growing too fast while they did it. Um, so it just became something that was like out of control. Like I, I know, I don't know if folks were around on, on Terra uh, last May of 2021, when uh, a similar thing happened, the peg went off and uh you know jump uh capital and injected a bunch of capital to save the peg uh and then terror grew 10x in the next year um so i part of me wonders if they just thought hey hey we can do it again not realizing how much they'd grown and how big the attack that came was going to be yeah i agree i agree because the it was the Saturday night before Mother's Day when it was like the first, the first wave, and 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 jump came in and they, re re restabilized things. But I, there was something; it was just didn't seem right, you know. And I mean, looking back, hopefully they can learn, and you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see what all happens. And, and it just sucks, you know. I mean, I think a lot of us who were involved with you know liquidity pools and a lot of us who were involved like. I had almost set up my Alice account. Like, I mean, I had downloaded I the just had. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, it, it's one of those things that I think for every individual and people, people here in this room, we got about 40 people in this room right now. It's like, you gotta be really, really careful. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. And, you know, I mean, it, it's, you learn, you know, this is a lesson learned for me. It's like, okay, this was an expensive lesson learned, but you know, it's 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 one of those things where it's like don't try to don't try to let it get you down so much as to where it's like try to think about the positive side. I mean, it's like there's so many other people out there that had so much more in it, and it's like don't put all your eggs in one basket. There there were so many factors in here that so many moving parts. Let's try to stay positive. Let's try to move on. Let's try to build again because. This is the Wild West. This is uncharted territory, you know? Yeah, like this is, I want to be very clear. This is not an I told you so. This is a I screwed up and here's what I'm trying to learn from it because uh, I ended up being overexposed and, you know, lost quite a bit of money. And I, I'm lucky that I 
I'm going to be fine financially, but I know it's not true of some other people. And there's a lot we all need to build back up on. But like the two lessons that I've really taken away from it, what really three are one sizing, just like always like sizing, sizing, sizing. If you are investing something, make sure that you are comfortable with the amount of it that that is in your portfolio. Um, so like if, if Luna is 50% of your net worth, um, are you going to be comfortable if that goes to zero? And, and really you have to think about that and evaluate. And I would generally advise folks not to do that, to be frank. Um, so I think that's like the number one lesson that like I've personally been reminded of. The second risk management. Um, and part of that is like taking profits on the way up, taking profits. Like even if you think Luna to 1000 is not a meme, you know, like, sell some of your Luna at 110 and realize some gains. And, you know, then if it all goes to zero, great, you can, you can go buy something else with it or, you know, pay your rent or whatever it else might be. Uh, and again, <laughs> let me reiterate and say, I did not do a great job of that either. So I, right there with you folks. Um, and then the, the third one for me is just like the willingness to like listen to criticism. Um, I think a lot of us, kind of poo-pooed some of the concerns because we're like, oh, it's grown so big. Look at all the capital behind it. It's like, I, I, you know, I was starting to feel like Terra was too big to fail because it was just growing so big and so fast. And I kind of got caught up in the hype of it and didn't do my due diligence around really realizing how fast an attack could happen and how fast things could zero out. Uh, and, you know, for all of Freddie Reynolds's faults, I got to give him credit for like outlining that scenario uh, back in what was it, November, December, of hey, if you know, attacker has 1.5 billion, here's how they can do it. And I know that TFL was aware of that. You know, Doe retweeted that saying it was dumb and you know, let someone try. Wish he'd handle that differently in retrospect. Um, and I know that that's part of the reason they were trying to set up the four pool on curve finance to help uh, make the peg harder to attack. But you know, the timing was perfect. The attack was very well planned. They hit it right before the full four pool window effect. Um, and I think a lot of us started to feel like the fork pool was already there even before it actually was. And we got overconfident because of that. At least I know I did. Hey, you were uh, mentioning about taking profits. Um, I just want to chime in and say, like, that's honestly one of the hardest things to do, too, is take profits. It's just as hard as, as uh, I don't know, maybe selling at the bottom because... You know, a lot of people, I think, will go through the emotional experience. I know I do, where as soon as I was about to take out, it's like, oh, but this could be, you know, an extra 10x or this could be an extra this or, you know, I could have this much. So I, I really started, like, trying to find um, examples on YouTube and I was just going through stock investors and stuff. And, and they were kind of throwing to me the, the percentage of, like, even just scrape out 3 to 5% or maybe even 10% and just put that aside. You know, even if it's not much, it's like, if you just put that aside, these down days, it's like, that's exactly where you get that from, or that's just food on your table then. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Um, I know like the best investors that I know talk about having a plan and saying, okay, like plan to take profits out at these levels and stick to it. You know, have that 3%, that 5%, that 10%, that you plan to take out great. Like Luna hit $80. Yeah. I think it's going to hit a hundred, but like, I'm going to take out 10% either way because uh, you know, I need to you know put it in something else. And I, I know for a lot of us who, who did take some profits, like a lot of us put that in UST, which is a whole nother conversation about also, again, not putting all your eggs in one basket and diversifying uh, across chains. But um, yeah, I think that's a great point. 
Worker, yes. worker B. I, I personally am like the worst freaking trader, dude. Like seriously. <laughs> and um, I do agree that like if you have a target set and you should just, you just should, should just stick to it, stick to your guns and just stick to that target. Although it is super hard, just just stick with it because um, if not, you're gonna you're gonna just start guessing. Like you know what, I think it might go a little bit higher, just a little bit higher. And then when you when it finally does go a little bit higher, you get greedy and you're like, I can go a little bit more. And then boom, just things change so quickly. Yeah, but, yeah. And on, I, hey, I, I want to just say one thing, and then I'm gonna step down, and let some other people talk. But it's it is you definitely if you're gonna trade, you have to have a plan. Because no plan is is a plan to a plan for failure, you know. So it's like, but gains like if you know yourself, then you know it's like okay, I'm gonna I'm just gonna hold long term. So it's like tr- try to discipline yourself to set your targets, but you know, tr- also try to know it's like hey, I, I might not be that good at the, at the trading and stuff. But I also wanted to say one more thing to to kind of just the, the room in general. It's like another thing that happened with um, when everything on Terra like was starting to hit real hard is like the network started, um, people couldn't transact. The, the network couldn't handle the, uh, the load. And, you know, then the, some of the validators started um, failing. So it's like, you also have to remember, it's like, if I need, do need to move funds, will, will I be able to in, in, in some type of bank run scenario? And so it's like, you know, you have to be more, conservative and cautious of you know where you're going to invest well it's kind of like you know if if you're if you're bonding with some of these other cosmos system chains and like you're you're uh delegating luna to a validator it's locked for for 28 days you know that's that's going to stay there you know (laughs) and if the chain goes through a chain haul or something happens you you i mean like i think luna juno experienced that um about a month ago you know and it's like yeah, luckily they were able to fix it. But, you know, when you delegate and stake some of these tokens, you're you're committing, you're bonding your tokens for weeks. And so there there's risk in that. So it's just know, know the risks, know the rewards, stay diversified. It's it's it always goes back to basics, you know. Stay diversified, set your limits, know your risks, know re- your rewards, and you know, none of this is financial advice. You know, just it, it's it's hard it's hard to remember that especially in a, in a bull market when everything's going up up and up but anyways i'm going to step down and let some other people talk go ahead Anthony. Uh, or actually worker b go ahead worker b and then i'll go and yeah I, I just want to finish off that point on like two things um i had a good analogy of like uh when you're investing build a castle build something secure something structured you know like he was saying like uh mayor was saying where uh are you sure you're gonna get those funds off that day and if you're not, but you still want to invest, split it, take half the funds, put it somewhere, you know, on a, on a debit card you have immediately and then invest with the rest, you know, but build that castle first and then you could play in the playground after and start investing in more fun stuff that if that explodes and it's gone, you know, no big deal. Um, and then the last part I just wanted to add was, you know, we have a really strong culture of holding, you know, everyone's got diamond hands. Maybe we can kind of start egging each other on too to like take profits and like, you know, make sure you skim, make sure you skim and something like that. Good advice. Yeah, I think it's a good idea because you're right. Like it is a culture of like diamond hands. And if you're you're selling, it's like, oh, you're selling, you're not a, you're not committed. You're not 
looking for long-term success. You're just here to make money, but like, you know, the, the list goes on. And I think that there's people who are here and are committed more than a lot of other people. They're just because they sell doesn't mean that, you know, they're sellouts, you know, it's just being responsible. So I, I think that's a really good point where it could be to like kind of change the culture a little bit and make it okay to sell and encourage people to do that. And Tony, and Tony, you there? Oh, hi, hi back, hi back. Yeah, I, I'm here. I I was doing something. Yeah, I uh, um, I hear that, and that's true, man. All you say is pretty difficult to take the the decision to uh, let it go. Oh, I, I make profit. I I have to let it go. It's it's a uh, fifty percent profit why i am just doubting it <laughs> it's difficult it's a, a a mind game and you have to mindset the it so uh other uh, advice i would say is have a percentage of your portfolio which you stake and uh, at least a 10 percent or 15 uh, percent to trade or try to uh, get into your opportunities, you know, because you don't have to be uh, really um, aggressive investing, but you still can uh, try to uh, prove different protocols. Um, you, you, you can put $5 here, $5 there, and use the protocols and learn if it really has a use case terra was a really good project uh, we we can't deny it we can't be blame ourselves to for uh, believing in ust stability it was uh, the the way you know because uh, the centralization is so hard in the other stable coins that the thing that have a real stable coin that is a, a little decentralized that we have that governance thing and it's caring about us. It's like a community, a stable coin was great. I don't uh, blame Duquan even because it's difficult to lead that, you know, lead a revolution to the system, the system that uh, controls everything, uh, even from the back. Because USDC, USDT is uh, big corporations uh, backing them. So it's it's the same like a bank, but we need it because the liquidity is there. And die, die sadly, is a, a bag and support, sorry, collateralized by Ethereum and USDC. So it's kind of a centralized but uh, with a little bit of uh, ethereum uh, collateral so it's hard it's hard this time is difficult to to digest to to understand to learn about it because what's next how do we uh, believe in a next try of a stable coin that really is uh, decentralized is a we are. Uh, we have a lot of doubts, you know, and I think uh, I, I'm talking for everyone here that feels maybe the same because uh, it it generates fear not for the present, the uh, 
uh, the the future is important too you know uh, what's gonna happen where where uh, where are we going to uh, put our money on <laughs> how is it safe because uh, the liquidity could go anytime and uh, I'm not fudding. I'm just making, uh, um, you know, um, a, a, th a thought. I'm sorry about my English. Uh, I don't know if I'm high or something, but I'm <laughs> you're sorry no, you're right doing, now. You're doing so, a good job. You're, man. Doing, I, you're doing good. The mic. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, that's all good advice, though. Yeah. Tara? What's going on, Tara? Oh, hey. <clears throat> Am I on? There we go. <clears throat> Sorry, I was muted. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I'm. Uh, I guess I'm more of a noob to this than I thought in the last week. I've, I've been in it for about a year. Um, I would like to say I feel like this is an AA meeting of sorts. Like you know, um, <laughs> I, I was in it for well into six figures, <clears throat> and one of the reasons I chose, you know, Terra was because it was easy. Uh, it was easy to learn. You know, it was easy to navigate. Um, you know, fees were low. Uh, it was marketed very well, um, and, and it seemed, you know, it seemed very safe. Um, and there were many, many lessons learned here. I, I am completely wrecked. Um, luckily, I have health. I have my house. I have my job. You know, I didn't mortgage my house to, to buy Luna. But um, yeah, what was weird on my experience was that I, I do trade very lightly and just spot and uh i do take profit you know if something doubles i'll, I'll take 25 percent out 50 percent out i'll take half out at all-time high i don't know why i didn't do that with with terra I, I mean i did a little bit uh but not on the same scale <clears throat> and to speak to a couple speakers ago about diversification um you kind of got the feeling that it was you were safer within the ecosystem and there was the ability to diversify within the ecosystem. So I had 10% in LPs, I had 20% in staking, I had 40% in anchor yielding, you know, I had the rest of it just in the token. Um, and to the other speaker's point, like things did happen so fast. I was at work when a couple of the big drops hit. <laughs> Like my liquidation was all the way down at like 28 and I could not move funds fast enough to get out of my own way. Uh, it, it was just, it was just cataclysmic. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Right. There were lots of lessons learned, you know, and just reinforces that, um, <clears throat> you know, those, those skills and disciplines of just selling on the way up, selling on the way down. And then, you know, just, Make sure you want to be buy back in. And that was one of my last bad decisions was with the UST that I did have left. When Luna went back to four, a lot of people were like, well, this is the bottom. So started DCAing at four all the way down to two. And then it was just, you know, it was futile at that point. I mean, it was just done. So, uh, yeah, I will definitely uh, DYOR quite a bit more now moving forward. And... Uh, I don't know. I guess that's, I guess that's about it. Hopefully, I added something to the conversation. But uh, I mean, I am, I am, and you know, just a normal person. I am not a professional, uh, and I think this whole setup of the ecosystem just gave us the overconfidence and the arrogance 
to think that you know I, I'm I'm a trader. You know, I'm an, I'm a big investor. I know what I'm doing, and uh, yeah, no, that's pretty much it. Tara, I just want to say I'm I'm right there with you on the diversification within the ecosystem. Thinking like, oh, you know, I have all this Mars token now. I have you know Astro token that I'm you know staking with Orion. Like I I am diversified. I'm not all in Luna, uh, and it's it's easy to think that, and then it's like a it's a mental miss of not going like, oh wait, but all these almost all these tokens are reliant on Luna and UST, and yeah, if one right. falls, they're all going to fall. It's all the same ecosystem. So one goes down, all goes down. But it just, you know, I think a lot of people were just blind to that. And most people never would have thought, you know, I, I, I even made the comment to my wife when it hit all time high. She's like, you know, are you sure everything is good? And I made the same stupid mistake. Like I said, you know, this is going to be like B of A. I said it in, in a little bit. It's going to be too big to fail. I said, there's I a four the pool, there's depth. You know, they're, they're going to reinforce the peg. I said, the only way this could fail is if they take down the stable coin and the whole ecosystem collapses. And holy shit, like not even a month later. And, and you know, I, I didn't get an I told you so from my wife, but she was kind of like, you know, we, we really should have thought about this. So my, my wife-to-be and I had a, this conversation afterward, which is when I decide to brag to her about how well things are going, I need to start <clears throat> selling. That is oh my that's the best so, advice I've heard. Oh my all god, freaking week. <laughs> I I we came up with that or this week and I'm like I am going to use that forever and it is yeah. I was going to say my ass I think. So I don't know, I'm not I'm not plugging for uh there's a wealth group that's out there that I used to belong to. Um and the guy that runs it basically posted a photo of that a couple of weeks ago, his top 3 rules. And the top one of the top 3 rules was when you start posting your profits and bragging close your close your trade and you know i I thought about that in in the context of spot trading and leverage but it never occurred to me for an entire ecosystem you know when when you're just reinvesting yield and you're just growing and compounding like well where's the common sense to say well hey i just doubled my position close half of it out I go to my wife and say, hey, look, you know, Luna's at 120. This wallet right here is $100,000. She's like, should you take some out? I was like, no way. It's going to hit 150. And then, you know, everybody knows the story after that. You're probably like, you fool. <laughs> what don't you know? I, I mean, yeah, it, well, exactly. And I told her, I was like, you know, this is, the, I said, this is the point where we'll sell off 10%. We'll catch a dip. We'll reinvest it. And then it's going to just fucking take off. And, um, yeah, there, there were a lot of, there was just, you know, every one of those guidelines that I kind of grew to know as, as a quote unquote investor and trader, I completely disregarded with this ecosystem. I like bought on the crash. I tried to knife catch. I did not take profits on the way up. I did not take too much enough profit at all time high, J- just like just mistake after mistake after mistake, you know, and, um, you know, to to our last speakers, I know I'm taking forever, but to our last speaker's point about um, Do Kwan, um, I honestly didn't pay a whole lot of attention to a lot of his tweets until later on. And, and I did start to think like, you know, how, how could you attempt to run this and just be kind of such an arrogant asshole? Um, 
And that was starting to be one of the red flags in my mind when things are going forward. And it just, you know, the, the community of Terra was like so welcoming, so supportive, so helpful, so many incredible developers and support systems. And it was kind of a dichotomy, like being led by this guy who was just, you know, so full of himself and so arrogant and thought he could just rule the world. But, uh, you know, I, I don't. I fault him for what happened. I don't blame him because it was every investor's, you know, like my my positions and my decisions that took me down. But uh, I, I guarantee we won't. A lot of people won't be making those same mistakes again. So, I guess I guess that's all I have to say. I, I do I do thank you for doing this, and it's a little bit of therapy session. So, uh, you know. You're good, man. You're good. You're, you're welcome to stay up here too. Don't you don't have to drop down? If you want to chime in on other conversations? Oh yeah, thanks. I'll I'll then uh, let somebody else go. And Tony, and Tony. Yeah, man. The the confidence of, of on Luna was uh, too big. You know, you you can blame yourself because when you sell a token like uh, I don't know, let's say Maric. Okay, uh, I bought Matic at one dollar. Oh, it's at one point seven. No, so let's sell it. But when you uh, talk about Luna, it was like, well, this this shit could be uh, something uh, near to uh, to to Bitcoin, you know. Uh, some kind of store of value because uh, it has uh, an stable coin that it's working an entire ecosystem is listed on so many exchanges it is doing so well but yeah that arrogant motherfucker was the leader and and it is uh, it, he is still the leader but i i don't know how uh that kind of a person could create something that great, you know, but he didn't uh, by himself. Uh, he had a team, or he has, because <laughs> Terra isn't dead. But we 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 feel we we are feeling like it is. But <laughs> how can we not think that when it's like too many zeros? Uh, uh, too many digits and of no uh, worthless and so my point is uh, Terra was uh, had the the biggest confidence maybe on all the top 10 cryptocurrencies because people know uh, Bitcoin is great you know but it has just a, a little functions uh, you don't have uh, so many features on Bitcoin is to send payment and that's it okay or to uh, storage value then ethereum uh, has had his problems its problems and it's not scalable it's so expensive and then you have cardano that is promises 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 a uh, bullshit but then luna came from nothing and became really uh, relevant relevant into the crypto ecosystem it, even the 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 people that is maximalist on bitcoin was talking about luna and maybe uh, that was the problem how we have said it 
grow too fast, too big, and they weren't really prepared for an attack or for plan Bs or what if it fails? What if it, the the UST DPEG? I think there there are questions that they didn't make to themselves and. People uh, that is uh, really uh, understandable on concepts and technology find the way to kill their system and even post it on social media and the Duquan just laugh about it and say, come for me. So <laughs> that's it. Uh, it Terra was great, but the leader was is a piece of shit. So that's what you get. You have to be, uh, you have to um, watch those leaders because you see Vitalik Buterin, you see Sony, you see um, maybe which one? Um, Gabe Wood, Gabe Wood. That it's great too. But you see Charles Hoskinson. And Charles Hoskinson is kind of uh, Duquan, you know, that uh, selfish, arrogant uh, mood that uh, make people go away. So um, the, that's my point of view. We have to uh, uh, see the, the leaders of the projects and uh, study them as, as we study uh, the tokenomics. Very, very fair points, Antoni. Um, and that actually, I wanted to ask um, Terra called what what kind of marketing uh, did he see that got him into the Terra ecosystem? Because I remember him saying that it was a marketing that kind of kind of pulled him to, towards uh, Terra. You still there, Terra Cult? Uh I am still here. <clears throat> um, I th I think it was more of like the grassroots aspect. Um, cause I, I had not seen much of it on Twitter. Uh, a friend of mine who's now with, um, he's, he's has his own kind of uh, project. Um, he got me into it just discussing stable coins and discussing tokenomics. And, um, the more I started looking, just, just the more information was out there about how it was, how it was different, how it was, you know, not geared towards veteran, you know, crypto people and you know it was just made for the masses kind of um you know that is i live in a rural part of new england <clears throat> that's kind of the culture around here is you know it's a little more grassroots uh we tend to support those type of projects you know support locals support you know um yeah and it, it seemed to me like it was being marketed towards you know an easy on-ramp for like the 99%, you know, there was a lot of marketing for use case, uh, for UST, uh, seemed like there was a lot of expansion going on. Obviously it was growing, but, um, yeah, I mean, once, once you get into the Twitter space, um, yeah, it's just kind of relentless. And then, you know, you, you do get swept up with, you know, no fault of theirs, but you get swept up with the influencers and you start to kind of get a little, you know, hence, hence my, uh, my uh, my name, you know, it's just, we always kind of, it was a little bit of a cult. Yeah, it was a little bit of a cult. And we kind of took pride in that. 
that, that it was different and then it was, you know, a standalone project and it was decentralized and it was, it was for the people kind of. So I don't know. Clearly I was, I was a little new to the economy. Um, I didn't really come across it through marketing or anything like that, but it was pretty amazing to see everything that was there. You know, it, it wasn't just a matter of the peg, but it was like, you could get any asset from around the world. You know, you can get something representing Korean money. You can get, you know, the Euro, not only that, but then they had lending and borrowing. It was just, it really seemed like they mirrored the fiat financial system and just like compacted it into a blockchain and it was decentralized. So it's like, it was cool. It was worth checking out. Oh, exa exactly. And then that's kind of, you know, when people would ask me about it and you try to explain the ecosystem as of about six months ago, that that's kind of how we would explain it is that Terra has pretty much every product you could find in a fiat banking system at your fingertips. I mean, there was mirror, there was your, you know, high yield savings, there was staking, there was like investing, there, there was just playing the stock market aspect, like it had, it had all of that. So it was really attractive to a lot of people. And I do feel like a lot of people, uh, clearly including myself, did not completely understand. I mean, we understood there was risk, but you don't inherently assume there is risk in a stable coin. I think that's that's a big part of it as well. And then when when the, you know the peg did drop, I mean, it was just mass pandemonium. Um, and in honesty, like I, I didn't panic too much when it you know was at point nine. When it started hitting point eight, uh, I kind of thought you know some shit was going to go down. I don't. I was at work, and by the time I started to react, it was just it, it was just chaos. So yeah, hope that answers your question. <laughs> It does. Thank you very much. Yeah. I will say that it being gone, some of those projects they had, it's it's uh, a big loss as far as what we could do. You know, I, I was looking at Mirror, I was looking at Forex trading. I was like, you know, I, I want to get a better idea of how the economies are doing around the world. And I was going to use Terra. And now that that's not here, you know, I'm super bummed. <laughs> There's no other real crypto project that has that option. No, and I, I mean, we, we don't know what the future of the ecosystem is. And, you know, there's all the, the lead-ins about it's going to be maybe reborn. I don't know if they'll ever get anybody's trust back, whether Doe's the leader or not. Um, but if it does eventually just fail, I mean, I do hope those products and those developers just, you know, find another chain and, and try, to, try to continue that work. Uh, I mean, even some of the, I was involved in a few NFT projects, probably too deep just for fun. Um, but yeah, one migrated to ETH, one migrated to Solana, one's going to go to another chain and they're great projects. And, and I hope they just continue. Um, I know there's a lot of projects that are just swearing that they're going to stick with with Terra until the lights go out and or the peg comes back. I don't know if that's a liquidity exit or what. but you know, it's kind of hard to trust any of the space at this point. You know, it's just kind of wild west, everybody for themselves. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I do, I do hope that the talent that, that kind of exits the ecosystem manifests itself in other places because there, there is an amazing amount of talent that, that's in that ecosystem.
Hey, Plan B. How are you doing, dude? You doing all right over there? Yeah, what's up, guys? My name is Plan D, and I'm a Rod Anonymous from Terra Luna, too. So it's nice to be here with you guys. Well, welcome to the, yeah, welcome to the um, Luna Anonymous meetings. <laughs> Thanks for joining us tonight. Tell us how. Tell no, us no, how. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right. No, no. <laughs> no, but for real, what's going on with you, Plan D? No, not much. Just you know, listening to you guys, and uh, you know, you know, like I, I think I shared also on the last base. I also was, you know, got cut, got cut up in the, in the Terra and UST, right? I also lost some money there, but I'm trying to recover. You know, I'm trying to you know move, move past it now, and, and trying to learn my lesson, right? You know, take my lesson, learn, and uh, and recover and move on, and try to uh, make it on this. And now that we have a bear market, you know, trying to survive it, this is my second bear market. I survived the first one because I was brand new. I didn't know anything about, you know, how fast uh, prices could go down. But I survived it. I did good on the last bull market. And uh, now this bear market, you know, trying to survive it too. And like you got, uh, some of you guys were saying, you guys need to learn how to take profits. But, you know, it is super hard, you know, it's super hard because you see everybody on Twitter, you see everybody saying, you know, how, you know, that it's going to keep going up. And so I understand, I understand what everybody's talking about. And looking back at this whole situation, I think we could have all, and in hindsight, right, in hindsight, everything makes sense, right? We could have seen how the, you know, for example, the yield on Anchor Protocol was very unsustainable right because the protocol didn't make enough to pay that that 20 percent apy but it was uh subsidized by the the foundation but anyways i don't really want to talk about that because you know it's already the past for me i'm done with it i'm moving on i'm going to be looking at other protocols like juno you know osmosis and uh, kava you know i don't know if you guys know much about kava they're also in the cosmo ecosystem but anyways, that's pretty much it. Thanks. Well, sorry about that plan B. I know it's it's tough for everybody, bro. But we got so much to look ahead to, man. So much stuff coming ahead. And I'm, you know, I'm really happy that um we're still we're still connected here as a as a community. And we're gonna we're gonna help each other out, that's for sure. We're all gonna help each other out. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just gonna remind people that you're welcome to come up to the stage. Um, just request the the mic, and I'll pass it over. Um, meanwhile, um, Connor, so have you looked into uh, Juno at all? Uh, very minimally. I talked to the Loot guys about it, and and they're really excited about Juno. I think they're they're seriously looking at, at Juno as an option. Have had some great meetings last couple of days. Um, but I, I, if you want to speak to it or discuss it, I'm, I'm happy to dig into Juno more. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to, but I'm pretty shitty at explaining like, <laughs> like the protocols really. I don't know if Tricky has, has uh, time to go ahead and speak about Juno since he's, he's well, well informed about Juno more than I am. What was the exact question about Juno? Connor would, Connor would just would like to know a little bit more about Juno. 
Yeah, like I, I'll, I'll quick, quick summary for knowledge. Like I, you know, Juno, like I know the marketing speak. Smart contracts evolved. Uh, it's focused on like easily porting over apps and and building out uh, smart contracting tools, uh, particularly for DAOs. And I know Loop and others are looking at it, but I, I'll say as a as a Terran who is looking to kind of expand the the IBC Cosmos ecosystem, I'd love to get to know Juno a bit more. Absolutely. Yeah, totally. So. Juno is actually really similar to Terra in a way that its smart contract language is Cosmosm, um, and deployment of the smart con Cosmosm smart contracts is permissionless. So anybody could go on Terra and write a Cosmosm smart contract and deploy it on there. Um, it's going to be the same with Juno. So all the literally all the dApps that are running on Terra, for the most part. There's little, there's little differences between like the customization of the Cosmosm module for Terra. Um, could just copy and paste all of their dApps and start running on Juno like really, really, really fast. Um, so Juno's kind of like uh, value proposition is kind of like the permissionless smart contract chain in the Cosmos ecosystem um, so that it, the hub doesn't have to do that, kind of offloads that um, throughput. Um, demand as well as the security risk uh, to another chain. Um, so like Juno is trying to be the, the, like the major smart contract platform inside of the Cosmos ecosystem um, and kind of be like the Ethereum in a way where you can just go to play dApps whenever you want, however you want, um, but you don't have to do it in Solidity. It's written in Cosmosm, which is like the most popular um, smart contracting language right now in, in Cosmos. So the difference between like Terra and Juno is that Terra, its native coin, like Luna, was focused on creating stable coins as well. Um, Juno, its main governance token, Juno, is just focused on being like the governance token inside of this ecosystem. So the Juno like proposition is more open ended. It's like, hey, whatever you want to do that's written in Cosmosm, come do it here. Um, Terra was more so focused on just DeFi um, and money uh, dApps per se. Um, so um, it's really cool because all, like I said, all those dApps could also just go over to Juno and start running. Um, but Osmosis is also going to deploy Cosmosm. They've already had the upgrade go there, but theirs is going to be permission. So, what that looked like is like, for now, Loop, if they wanted to launch on Juno, they could just write the smart, smart contract and launch it. They're up and running. If they wanted to launch that same smart contract in the same Cosmosm and everything on Osmosis, they would have to go through a governance proposal to have it approved by governance to be launched on chain. Um, so I'd say those are probably the two two of the routes. People are going to either go to Juno and do the permissionless Cosmosm um, and kind of just you know start keep get everything going, or like if they're really built out and they can wait a little bit, they can do permissioned um, Cosmosm on Osmosis and kind of be in that DeFi area again, kind of similar to how they were with with Terra. That, that's uh, a or, great summary. Yeah. Um, and I, a couple a couple of points to add on that. So so one, I think that's a particularly good fit. I, I'm not on the loop team, but talking to them, uh, Juno seems like a great home, given that they're ready to launch their NFT marketplace and they want to be permissionless. And I think that's like a, a perfect opportunity for them. Uh, and for, for folks who are curious about Cosmosm, like I think the thing that really makes me excited, excited about, you know, inter interoperable smart contracts and, and Cosmosm is the security side of it. Uh, someone who has a bit of a background in security, um, you know, like having a, like a secure and fast virtual machine that, that lets you set up a, a sandbox and kind of quickly partition that your application, a permissionless side that you mentioned, 
that's that's really exciting. And I know a lot of builders on Terra are going to feel that way as well. Hey, I, yeah, I so want to throw out there too. Actually, oh, go. Just because you mentioned osmosis and the permission cosmosm. Um, you know, if you got a project going on and, and you think it's a good fit for osmosis, um, we do have a grants committee too. So you guys can build some stuff and, and uh, we got a grants committee that'd be back pain or even, you know, coordinating with you guys to build projects on osmosis if you need it. So this isn't actually officially announced yet, but um, I'm going to be hosting a space with Sunny and some other folks from osmosis on, on Sunday to talk about that as well. Um, you know, I think it's going to awesome. be like 1130 Eastern. So, so feel free to join that as well if you want to talk more in depth about it. Cool. What time was that, Connor? Uh, we're, we're confirming the exact time, but I think it is going to be at 1130 Eastern on, on Sunday uh, this week. Gotcha. Thanks. And that's AM. Sorry, I, I didn't actually specify that. One thing that'll be cool that's like more of an advantage right off the bat for any of the Terra projects that do go launch on Juno and decide to take that route um their token will instantly be ibc enabled so where on terra like that wasn't really a thing um because they had uh, an older version and just like more like a customized version of cosmosm that didn't make it so easy um going on juno like as you've seen you go on osmosis there's cw20s that have been on there and that are easily available or you know it makes it there's the easy route to get on there so that'll open up um the IBC to these projects as well too. They'll be able to go cross chain and interact with different ecosystems, different projects, um, and have different projects come interact with their DAP as well. Yeah, I think that's a really important point. Um, and we talked a bit about this earlier, but a lot of the Terra projects that are getting really wrecked are ones that were like fully reliant on UST and the uh, like DeFi infrastructure Terra belt. So pro projects that can get up and running quickly with Juno um, are going to be able to quickly kind of bridge cross cross chain to other parts of the the Cosmos ecosystem, and I think that's uh, exciting. It will hopefully help give them longevity. Hey, welcome, Kevin. How are you? I'm hanging in. How are you? How are you doing? We're hanging in here too, man. Good. Chilling out. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's good to hear your voices and hear people talking about. This, uh... Yeah, so I wanted to say real quick, so maybe something, uh, some positive things we could take out of this. If you were involved in any uh, projects and they're moving on, right? They say, for example, Loop Markets, right? I was, I've been following them too. You know, I was putting in some liquidity in their decks. You know, if you were involved in any of those type of projects or NFT projects, you could follow them, right? To, the, to wherever they're going to move, you could follow them and you already know, right, that they're solid developers and and maybe get a head start for, for people that don't know him where that chain that they're going yeah i think that's a real i think that's a wise point um that the face of a project isn't necessarily what made it you know um and the people who built all the things that um we used for Terra. I mean, for those people that like that used it and that used the, you know, anchor and these different, you know, UI and UX tools, like you don't grow that fast if the product, I mean, the product on the surface, everything that was built worked. Obviously you want integrity. Um, I don't know the answer to all that. The, the reason I um, 
can you guys hear me? Yeah, you're, we you're, can hear you. Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> I just had a moment there where I was like, I don't even know if I'm my speaker's working. Um, I get that all the time. <laughs> okay, I just want to I want to rewind for a second. Just the reason I I chimed in here was because I've been thinking about some stuff uh, with regards to uh, to Tara that like specifically a conversation I had when, when we were doing the updates from the lab with Doe Quan uh, last October. And I just remember, it's, it's just interesting what I remember. Like I remember him being very confident and, and like conversant in tokenomics and economic terms to the point that it was, I know I said several times that it was above my pay grade, what he was talking about. And then when I asked him if uh, what it felt like to get served by the SEC, um, and he said uh, something to the effect, like, I, you know, I can't talk about that. I get sued by everybody. But, you know, we're going to change the future of France, so, so to speak, talking about this meme. Um, I just, I know everyone's dunking and, and hates him and, it's just like when you talk to somebody, uh, or at least talking to him, it didn't feel like uh, he. It felt like he believed all of that. I mean, and, and you know, maybe he, there's this, the whole thing was a rug, and it was, but like, I don't think, I do think he, I do think he believed um, in this decentralized money, like you know, going like that, like flipping banks, you know, like, and, and that's, that is arrogant, <laughs> but there's something about it that I think speaks to a lot of uh, people who are like, feel powerless, um, and, and see the imbalance and, um, yeah. So I just, I don't know. I know there's a lot of ways to beat yourself up and, um, about these decisions, but like, there's also like the things that attracted people to it. Some of the principles, like, they do speak to why a lot of us are even involved in crypto at all, you know? Um, so I don't think all of that is, is bad, but it definitely, you know, I want to come up with going forward a way to better evaluate um, that kind of overconfidence in people, uh, especially, you know, someone who's leading a project or is the face of it anyway. I hope that makes sense. I'm kind of rambling on here a bit, but uh, thanks for hosting this and for um, for letting me speak. Thanks, Kevin. So yeah, from from that um from that space, well, it was it was a space, right? Like an a. Yeah. 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 So you you got the vibe from him that he was very convicted in this in this project, basically, right? I mean. Yeah, to to a point that was. I mean, I, I don't. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hmm. I also, like, I, I also got the sense that, like, I, I don't know, man. Look, like, here, here's another thing in this this cult of personality. Like, look, we have some really big examples of this happening. I think part of it is Twitter amplifies it. Um, but like, 
you know, we had, we had a president who was elected by doing dunking on people, right? Like, and he did that throughout his entire presidency on, on Twitter in the U.S. We have the, the guy who's claimed that he's, you know, put in a bid to buy Twitter, who's doing somewhat similar stuff and trolling. And you can see these personalities that are like, it's very clear. There's like a, to me at least, that there's like a, a similarity. Um, so, but like Doe was like, there was a bit more of a, uh, what's it called? People's thing, you know, going on. Like uh, somebody was saying uh, earlier who, who spoke about, um, you know, a grassroots, from a grassroots angle and less so from a, uh, I don't know, more right wing or a different kind of uh, top down approach. At least that, that was what he seemed to embrace. I think other people um believed in you know a, a dream that we all wanted to believe in this 20 percent apr like better than your you know so many times better than your bank like it was a future it was a reality that like i wanted to believe in badly you know he he definitely built an amazing project um that you watching it collapse and just seeing like how all these strings were tied together it's clear they really thought it through and they really thought through the economics of it to the point where, you know, the the attack that took it down was so calculated. Like it was a small window. It had to be that specific day, that amount of money. And they also like shorted at the same time and dumped UST at the same time. It was just, you know, they they've, even the validator set went offline. And so I, I wonder, you know, did you really build a faulty product? You know, or was it like just the perfect attack that pushed it to the the one security fall that was even supposed to be upgraded the next day? You know, four pull was coming. Yeah, I think that's a good. I mean, I I, I agree. I I think there's a lot of ways to to evaluate it and be like, well, if that attack had failed, like, would this LF, you know, would this LFG Foundation thing have worked? And I mean. It, it clearly it does seem like they're just the backstop and the the protection needed was just not strong enough. The fact that he started buying the the Bitcoin uh, in the beginning of the year I, it, it was clearly look in retrospect a signal that like the threats were real, right? Because up until that point it was like just algo. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like they were starting to prepare for it for basically a security beef. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like someone's like buying up all the you know bulletproof vests before right a, gor- a guerrilla war, you know. And it's like the right. other the people that and they're tweeting about it, and so the people are like, okay, let's uh, let's use grenades. Yeah, and there's no or, you know grenade grenade proof vest. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think a lot of us were like, oh, but Doquan has a grenade proof vest for everybody. Or, you know, we, we thought like, you know, that, that that part of the the grieving, you know, where you're like the denial, the bargaining, the anger, it's, we're all going to cycle through that. I mean, it's just, it's going to take time to process. And it, it really, it really is horrible, the, the damage that um it's caused i think for so many people's lives and uh, I've, I've read about or heard about suicides and things that 
just are it's gut wrenching and wrong. So I guess it's just like looking for people and builders who are in this space who are like concerned about their investors, you know, who are like, who are looking and answering the questions when it's like, what, what happens if, if X, um, I, to me is like, that's one thing I want to take away from this and, and just be like, if there is an open question mark about something, it's a real one. And, um, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but yeah. Yeah, I think the team behind a white paper is just as important as the white paper itself. Yeah, it's also, I'm, I also like, I, I've been so involved with osmosis. So I've talked to, you know, some of the more of the developers there. And I, I never really talked to or heard from anyone else from um, Terra. And, and I do think that like, having multiple voices of people on the team is like, and somebody who also kind of defers and listens well. Um, I don't know. It's just like a basic human quality. That's, I think it's really important in this space. Um, anyone can refute that or. <laughs> I invited Tricky back up. Welcome back, Tricky. Hey, what's up, Tricky? Hey, Tricky. Hey, -o. Someone just posted, um, it's going to be weird for the Washington Nationals to be sporting the Terra money for the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. oh, shoot. Yeah, I saw that. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, well, Crypto.com got like. Oh, that's really awkward, man. From Staples Center, which is. This is like, I, I, don't, I don't know. I haven't taken, done all the all the accounting of all the damn like the ripple effect we don't even fully know what the you know the full damage osmosis it's like it's going to take time to pick up the pieces i just i do the people that are building in cosmos that i don't know I, I do really think that there's so much good there and so much potential and uh i don't want to overly emphasize that but it's it's one silver lining. But are there are there other big do they have any other big sponsorships or anything? UST and Terra, I don't think so. Not Terra. That um it. that was their first really big like marketing investment like that. Um there are definitely yeah. others though. Like if you watch F1, there are a lot of crypto sponsorships on those cars. Um mm. and, and elsewhere. So there may be others that are not doing so hot uh, pretty soon that are, are to have big sponsorships. But to be honest, and, and maybe this is me um, being a little bit of a conspiracy theorist, but I, part of my theory behind why uh, they're trying to rush so hard to get the, the chain back up in, in some manner is that they don't want to waste that massive national sponsorship that they have. Huh. Hey, Tara Colt, welcome back. Hey, thanks. I got disconnected a while there, but um, yeah, I don't. I don't think I have a whole heck of a lot to to add. But um, I was. Oh God, I thought of something. It just left my mind now. Never mind. I'll, I'll be back. <laughs> I'll be back. 
Happens to the best of us. <laughs> It'll come back soon. So do we, like, in terms of the the other, nobody really knows what happened, like, with all the Terra developers, I feel like there's this thing going on where it's, like, different projects are trying to court them, and they're talking about, you know, rebooting. Like, what, what do y'all think happens next? Yeah, that's... I think there's going to have to be a lot of like discussions like these um, where I guess different developers and different, you know, other projects within Cosmos can just get in a group together and talk and just, and just communicate what, what, what can attract these, these developers to their projects and why, you know, I think it, it won't be something that it'll be done like right away. This is going to take, I think weeks, man, definitely weeks. Yeah. Because once you once you stick to a chain that you want to build on, that's it. You're gonna have to commit to that for a long time. So yeah, they're gonna have to be. They're gonna have to take some caution on what chains they, they choose next. And who knows? Maybe they'll spin up their own chain, dude. Uh, sky's the limit I, with Cosmos. I think. I think like if you choose like a base chain to build on for for the most part, it definitely kind of locks you in because it's a it's a big commitment financially. Um, but I think one of the cool things about being in Cosmos is they have a lot of flexibility on what they want to do. You know, they could start out as just a dap on Juno and then maybe eventually they do shared security and then maybe eventually they, you know, spin up their own chain. You know, they can take it slowly or maybe they go straight to having their own chain. Um, they, they have flexibility here in the Cosmos. But yeah, if they decide to go to like Solana or Ethereum, like, you know, once they make that commitment, you know, they they kind of are stuck. But while they're working their way through the cosmos to rebuild, like I feel like there's a lot more fluidity and flexibility to go from a launching a dApp on Juno to shared security on Atom to having your own sovereign layer one. Yeah, good point, Tricky. What I do know is that as a community here, um, and everyone like listening, uh, just try to try to help out as much as you can with people that are, you know, developers and try to connect them with with other people that they can communicate about what they're trying to build. Cause uh, obviously right now they're probably super, super like just deep in the dumps with all this stuff going on. They probably are almost like a shame to talk to anybody. Mm. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, dude? Like, yeah, yeah just got to support each other for real. Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, I didn't even think about that side of it, but it's like, yeah. If, 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 if people know the developers and, um, I guess even other, inv- I mean, I know I've talked to my friends that are investors that have gotten into this stuff and I don't know. I've ta- I-, I thought about like, I-, I was at different points, like thinking like, I got to tell more people about this anchor thing or, and, and I, I didn't do, I didn't push it. Uh, and I just I think about conversations I didn't have and being like, I'm grateful for that. But like, I also think that like, it's a, um, you know. That's that's another side of it too. Just like, it, am I ever gonna trust a, a stable coin again? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, I want to speak with that that dev thing y'all mentioned. For yeah, a that's here. exactly what I say. <laughs> uh, with, with regards to dev, I, devs, I think it's really important to to notice that there is a huge differentiation also between devs that worked at like TFL um, and, you know, we're, we're getting paid in Luna and hopefully I'm, I'm hoping did pretty well financially. 
but there are devs who are working on protocols like Nexus. Um, so if, I don't know if any of you follow Tundra V1, who's pretty big in the Terra community. Um, but Tundra was saying earlier when I was talking to them on Spaces that uh, you know they really didn't. None of their Nexus tokens for Nexus, the Nexus protocol work they were doing, uh, had unlocked yet. Uh, and so a lot of these devs spent years building something that was you know very successful uh, overall, but didn't actually get to have that unlock. You know, it's similar to joining a startup uh, in like a like a SaaS startup, and you know you have a year vesting cliff, and you get fired right before um, your stocks start to vest. So there are a lot of folks who um, are are not doing that well. Um, you know, I mean, obviously they're, they're community members too, so many of them you know were invested, but then secondarily have kind of lost this you know vesting of tokens that they expected for the work they were doing. Uh, and I've kind of seen a lot of their work for the last year or two blow up in their face. And it, it's it's really sad. And I, I hope that the grant programs we've mentioned with, you know, Juno, with Secret, uh, with, you know, Osmosis and elsewhere can can help to provide funds to let those folks, uh, you know, move forward. Yeah, I mean, I, I think <clears throat> those those who were around for like the dot-com boom, um, I, I feel like there's a lot of similarity and what's happening because you have a lot of people that are working for startups that are basically working for equity, um, getting paid very little or if anything at all. And they, they find themselves like, you know, there's um, just basically working for peanuts and yeah, like you said, waiting for tokens to unlock so they can realize some of their income and the gains and, and then just, you know, to have the door just slam shut when they're so close. Um, I know like the loop team, you know, a lot of the loop team were paid in tokens. Um, they were not locked, but, but they were very, you know, pretty strict about not selling off. And, you know, they were paid a bit in UST, but they were asked to like not drop their, their tokens to the market. Um, so I know a lot of them, you know, may have worked for way less than um, they would have. And, and that's that's probably gone as well too. So, yeah, I mean, a, a lot of people, I'm sure, think that you know, developers and and make a ton of money doing this because the blockchain did so well for so long. But I, I think that's definitely not not the truth across the board. It's so rough. Like I'm looking at the DeFi Llama website and looking at all these projects with Terra, and it's just man, it's, it's so rough looking at all this. <laughs> It not just only affects obviously the the people that are working for the projects, but also the people that are investing in each of these protocols. Like it, it, it affects so many people, man. So many people. Yeah, I'm gonna let you guys know I'm dipping out of here. I'll catch you guys later. All right, worker B, take it easy, dude. Thanks for stopping by, man. Appreciate. Yeah, it. appreciate you having me. See you, worker B. Uh, I, I also have to duck and. Um, Thanks so much for hosting this, and, and um, I really appreciate it. And catch you guys on the flip. All right, Kevin. Take it easy, dude. Mayor, you hanging in there, Mayor? Yeah, I'm still here, guys. I've uh, been listening, and, you know, like like a lot of people were saying, it's time time to reflect and, you know, try to rebuild. Yep. Try to rebuild. Stay focused. Stay positive. You know what I mean? Time to rebuild and time to support our communities. Stick together.
Yeah, that's what it's all about. You know, I mean, I know seems like we get we get caught up in a lot of the the flashy stuff but um if if you want to have real success in in crypto you got you got to make it through these bear markets and definitely got to make it through something like this it's this this can make or break you you know but i think if you get through it you get a lot stronger and a lot wiser too you know Yeah, I spoke on this in a previous basis today, but resiliency is one of the most underrated traits, uh, not just in crypto, but broadly. And it's something we, I think we all need to cultivate in this time. Um, and, and one way to do that is exactly what you're doing here, which is uh, you know, building community, talking about what happened, um, working through it, you know, laughing about it sometimes, learning lessons other times, commiserating other times. Uh, you know that building that community and and, and talking to each other uh, and continuing to build um, you know new apps, new protocols, build on new chains. That that's how we build resiliency. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, you, you think about like all the people who you know sold Ethereum at like seventy five dollars, you know, or or it went up to Ethereum went up to from. Seventy-five dollars to to four hundred, and then it went back down. You know, it's like if you got off the bus, then you, you missed out on a lot of upside. And so, I I think aside from all the uh, ups and downs, it's also about you know, like n knowing what your time horizon is, knowing what you want to do. I mean, there's there's so much innovation going on. There's so many good projects, and yeah, there, there's there's the financial incentive, but there's also the the community, you know. And I think, yeah, definitely, Connor. Like resiliency and setting yourself up for success for um, the next the next run up. I mean, it's the space is going to grow. I mean, is there going to be some regulation coming in? Yeah, sure, probably. I think that I think we all kind of agree that. So what needs to happen. Um, some chains will want to be completely decentralized and that, and that's okay. You know, I think it's that, that balance between fully decentralization and, you know, you have the centralized exchanges that are begging for regulation. You know, it's just, it's a really kind of foggy sector right now to be, to be in, you know, and wh where you want to be and, you know, knowing what the, the pros and cons are of, of all the different ways to navigate. I'm going to bring up Sandy up here. Yeah. I've been one. Hey, Sandy, welcome up. Hi everybody. Is it okay for me to talk? I'm not sure. Is yeah. It okay? How are you, how are you doing? What, this is a crazy week. Oh my goodness. You know what? For Iranians, it's just another week. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to, tell you guys yeah. that uh, some of the best jokes and comedy comes from uh, some of the darkest places on this earth. So, um, you know, in Afghanistan, in Iran, where things are so dire, um, this is something I've noticed is um, humor is also very underrated, okay? So when things are really hard, um, your sense of humor can save you. And that's right. And also, this is just another uh, proof that the 
you know, the, the altcoins or crypto, it's not for the weak of heart. It's not for the thin skin. You got to have thick skin. You know, I don't want to say it's for the big boys because I'm a big girl. And, um, but the thing is, is, you know, it's for big boys and big girls. You know what? If you can't take it, step away. And so I, you know, I, I've been reading a lot of people, you know, losing their mind and, oh my gosh, it was my wife's $50,000. I don't even know how to tell her. You know what? Your wife should have known that that 50 grand could have gone poof when she gave you that money to invest. And so that, that, that's just, you know, we, we forget where we start. Yeah. We, we know we get into it, but anyway, um, can I just ask just to make sure I, I missed the beginning part of this because we had a, a very important NFT space that we, we just finished up. By the way, let me just tell you the people in the NFT space have not lost their mind. We're all still busy trying to make NFTs, enter contests, and win. So, you know, it's not hitting us as hard because right now I'm in a Fear for Tez event and I might win about 100 Tezos, you know, if I, if I get voted. And um, so the NFT space is all right. That hasn't changed anything. Um, if anything, I think kind of sales have gone up because, you know, I, I personally bought a whole bunch more art because, you know, Tezos went, went down. And, um, so my question is, somebody told me, now, for those who are weak of heart and can't hear it, close your ears right now. You might not want to hear what I say. So somebody told me that Luna is dead, that that's it, that I, you know, is this true? Is this true at all? So I, I can speak to that a bit. Um, I mean, the current Luna is is dead. It, trading is technically still live on a couple of centralized exchanges. The blockchain is still moving as of this moment, I believe. Uh, but it, it's it's not coming back. Um, Terraform Labs, uh, which is the company that the the, the DAO actually that uh, created Terra and the validators are already planning to reconstitute the chain in some form or fashion. There's a bunch of proposals happening in the Terra Agora forums right now. A lot of arguments about over what's right. Um, some builders I'll say are like frustrated by the ratios of like, oh, you know, how many like stakers are going to get rewarded versus people who bought later, who, you know, people versus people who held UST versus, you know, builders versus the VCs. Um, so there's a lot of discussion happening on that. Uh, it seems like there is going to be a reconstituted Terra chain, um, likely without UST, possibly with a more a collateralized version of UST. There's been some discussion of that, but I haven't been following it closely. Uh, but the the current chain as it exists is is likely to be dead uh, very shortly. Yeah, and Sandy, maybe if I can chime in on that a little bit, it, it's kind of like it's going to be a restructuring, and they, I think a lot of the people who were really really committed and involved with terror they're gonna they're they're gonna want to revive terror 2.0 think about it as like general motors general motors was a company for for 70 years and then they they went bankruptcy and um the u.s government gave them about i don't know 10 20 billion dollars and they rebranded they went completely bankruptcy they paid off their debts and then they went back and um you know, they still had the factories and they, they still wanted to make cars. So and they still had workers that still wanted to, to build cars. So they had to get clear out all their negative debt and um, they relisted their stock and they they 
the company is still called General Motors, but it's really General Motors 2.0, and that's probably what's going to happen with with Terra. It, it'll it'll be a blockchain. It won't have as many DApps on it. It won't have as many projects on it. You know, they're they're gonna they're gonna lose some projects and some some people. But I I really I would think that they're the people that would really really in it at the beginning are going to want to try to revive it. And you know. Whatever capital they can they can pull, they're they're like it's like Connor was saying they're trying to devise a plan to, you know, whatever's left to try to give some back to the lunar holders. I, I thought I think in Doe's plan he was like they want to take a snapshot from when um, UST depegged from May 9th, yeah, yeah, from May 9th. They want to take the snapshot from May 9th from when it depegged on Binance and whoever was holding Luna at that um, block, um, you know reconstitute the new loan or give out airdrop the new luna i don't know if it'll be a new token or yeah i don't know how it's all going to go down but does that help answer your question sandy absolutely yes there is hope it's going to be different and we will wait and see what happens thank you yeah i guess the reason i say that is because it's not like you know in the traditional finance world you know it's not like this doesn't happen companies go bankrupt they restructure they pay off their debt and they launch again. I mean, I, I don't know how many times, gosh, some of those companies, yeah, there was one company, I forget which one it was. It's like, oh my gosh, this is like the fourth bankruptcy they've gone through. And, you know, someone, someone else is still going to give them some more capital to, to relaunch again. I don't know if it was Toy, Toys R Us or one, one of those retail companies. might have been uh, JCPenney's or something. But, you know, it, it's not like this doesn't happen. It's just because this is in um, a newer space in in the blockchain world. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, it, it can't come back and all that. Well, that's not true. You know, it's not true. Okay, very good. That uh, makes me very hopeful. And yeah, crypto is not for the weak stomach at all. So you got to have a tough, tough, tough skin for this. But how, how are you doing, Sandy? You said a lot of, a lot of people in some of your NFT groups are staying positive and staying focused and, you know, hopefully you didn't get, get, weren't too, um, too touched by this. Yeah. Because none of them are in crypto. All they care about is NFT. <laughs> they just care about their NFTs. So they're not worried about it. And, 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 you know, there, some people experience lower sales, but a lot of people like, like the, in the events we're in, I actually had sales. I, I, I've actually sold a bunch of my work because of this event I'm in. So collectors are collecting. I personally collected about $300 worth of art. And, and so we're not experiencing it in the NFT space the same way you all are experiencing it. And I just want to add one more thing. A couple of years ago, one of my friend's dads approached me. He had about $35 million that he wanted to turn into Bitcoin or altcoins. And he asked me to assist him with that. And I'm so glad I said no, <laughs> because I said, no, 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 no. I'm only doing this for myself. I highly recommend that you don't stick your entire life savings in this because it could just go down and, and you can't be sitting here. And this, this, this gentleman was, uh, he was in his eighties. Yeah. That, that's a lot so of responsibility. That's a yeah, lot of responsibility. Good, good for you, Sandy. That's a lot of responsibility, you know? And, and I think whenever anyone says something to like, it's like, you know, sorry, I'm, I'm not a financial advisor. You know, it's like, 
you know, it, maybe give me one percent, one percent of what what you want to invest, and in you know, or something like that. But anyways, definitely good advice. Thanks for chatting. I'm gonna step back down here, guys. And also, I just want to tell you, we're all excited about the Ethereum gas fees and being able to move our Ethereum NFTs to the cosmos. So this is what we're all joyful about. Yeah, there's a lot going on. So this is the information I've been trying to share about Evmos and what's happening and letting people know that there's a lot of changes happening. And it's not just all about Luna and Bitcoin coming down. The technology does not stop. Blockchains are going to keep being built. And that's just all. This is just a part of the growing process. And some people get crushed. I mean, look at what happened uh, during the gold rush, right? I mean, how many people actually made gold coming to California or Alaska, right? I don't know if you've ever been to Alaska, but I took a cruise there and I went and we, and we saw the trail that people had to walk on to get to these uh, gold mines that they thought they were going to get. And by the way, this is a little off point. Um, something I learned in Alaska um, what they did over there was these people would find gold and then they would go into town to get a shave and get cleaned up. And of course, they're mouthing off about it. So what the barber would do is he would nick the back of their neck and make them bleed a little bit. And when they walked out, then the thieves would go follow them, take their claim and kill them. So um, that's there's an expression for that. And I can't remember what it is. But, yeah, that's how that started. And And also... It's being smart and being at the forefront. Um, there's risk. The pioneers are always taking risks. That's just how it is. And and people figure it out and then they help uh, the others after them do it. So we're the tough skin people. We're the ones who can take it. And, and we'll be here tomorrow when things are cleaned up. So thanks, guys. I appreciate this space very much. Yes, we are. I'll also say in the gold rush, you want to be the person selling shovels. Because uh, those are the people who make it and and really make the real money. And, and I think that speaks to, from my perspective, like the influence that VCs are starting to have on the space uh, as like the ones selling the shovels and getting the pre-sale token valuations. And I think that's something we need to pay attention to here. And, and one of the concerns we're seeing with the, the Terraform uh, Labs reconstitution discussion is like, hey, wait, how much are the VCs making off this versus the community? That's exactly right. That is why I'm the co-founder of Womanverse, and we have one of the best galleries on the Tezos blockchain where you can find Tezos NFTs. Because I'm not just here just to sell my art. And just like Levi Strauss, who sold, uh, you know, tents, and now, you know, they're making jeans, you know, he, he made money during the gold rush selling tents. And by the way, one of the things I found out, like you said, um, it wasn't just to shovel people. One of the stories was there was a woman who made pies. She went around and found pieces of tin and made tin and made apple pies. And back then she sold them for $5 and people bought it because, you know, being so far out there in the middle of nothing. Um, so being clever and finding out what is necessary in this blockchain, like you said, it's not all about buying this coin or that. How can I be part of this new ecosystem be useful so that people need me and and that is the perspective that we must all think about not just okay i'm just here for this and that because you know that's what levi strauss did and that woman making those pies for five bucks a pie she didn't need to find any gold and by the way the first gold that was found it was a woman 
and it was in her pot because, you know, they had to test it for gold. So it was actually a woman who um, was the first one to prove that there was gold up there. And that's something that history doesn't tell us either. They just show a bunch of men run into the gold and, um, and that's what happens. So just wanted to share that bit of history with you. I love history. Thanks a lot, Sandy. Cheers to our women in crypto and in the world. Yep, yep. Amen. Hey, uh, Connor, I just wanna just wanna thank you so much for sticking around and hanging out with uh, the cosmonauts over here in the space. Hey, it's it's my pleasure. I really appreciate y'all having me up. Um, always down to come BS in spaces for a while and talk about uh, the future of blockchain. And um, it's you know one of my favorite things to do. Yep, yep, hang in there, hang in there. Oh yeah, we'll have to do some more spaces together too, Connor. It's cool. Having yeah, you. absolutely. Happy to partner on some stuff. Um, I really enjoy it. Thanks everybody for stopping by tonight. We're gonna wrap it up a little bit early. Um, it's been a tough week for all of us here, so. Uh, but don't don't worry. We're gonna keep hosting these spaces for everybody. Just appreciate everybody for stopping by. Take care. Checking on your friends and family that've been affected by all this um please please just just do me a favor and just message them ask them how they're doing it never hurts just check up on your friends and family every once in a while yep we're all in this together so don't leave anybody hanging 100 percent, y'all thanks for doing this yeah thanks for the space thanks for the chance to to vent a little it's great and uh yeah, yeah take profit take profit Make sure, your wife. Make sure your wife knows. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have to right repeat there. that Be, before to sleep, and when we just wake up, then I I have to take profits today. I didn't yesterday, but today is the day. So uh, have a good night, guys. Uh, always great to be here. Thank you. Remember, remember what we talked about when you start bragging to your wife girlfriend husband whoever it's time to sell <laughs> i am uh yeah that's amazing quote too yeah when i change my twitter bio i'm gonna put that in there that that's good <laughs> hey just make sure you tag me on just make sure you tag me <laughs> yeah tag connor i will do that for sure um if you, and, and if you guys um just want to keep the conversation going we do have a telegram i pinned it to the top if not follow the cosmos spaces profile we have a link tree with all of our socials there. Just just if you guys want to just talk and, you know, want to vent, whatever you guys want to do, it just we're always there for support. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Have a great night. Good night, guys. See you tomorrow night. Thanks again. Yeah. Three. See ya. Two. One. Bye. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was a Cosmos Spaces for the Lunatics, recorded on Friday, May 13th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Put your hands up like you got a couple questions. Ain't no misdirection, just a bunch of flexing. All aggressive, insane from all directions. Smoke rolls in when I start a session. Plink canvas, blaze up the handlers. Rocking back and forth like I got the van stuck. Don't grind the clutch, mind your hush. Put your mask on and don't touch the antlers. Feeling untouchable when I'm on the verse. But in the universe, I'm just writing some words. Enticing these nerds while I'm laying out my memoirs. Like, remember when I had to fight the centaur? I'm a book nerd, let me take you on the journey
included Acting like a writer never felt secluded Just another fixed game of try my luck Go lighten up dog. it could always be worse Unless you're in the back of a hearse Then you're dead or putting in new speakers It's a toss up driver or just tweakers Don't stress yo, I've done the research Living life like a bunch of fucking lemurs It's a remake off the cutting floor We take a little bit of poison and put it in the cheesecake Tastes great, less filling Less stress, more killing As he blew the cornerstone out the building And the box came tumbling down all humble Feels like we're drowning in a little puddle Rebuttal, I should be taking off in the shuttle Getting high in space with the Hubble Spaces. Wow.